Welcome to the Nutritious and Delicious podcast with me, Bethany. My mission is to support busy parents all over the world to learn time management while taking care of your nutritional, physical, and mental health. After all, a healthy family starts with a healthy parent. So I'm super excited today. I have Holly with me, and Holly is a former childhood educator. She's been a competitive figure skater and a doula. She has written two books and has a global business called Oil Babies. Holly is a proud mama of an incredible 13-year-old son, a sweet and sassy nine-year-old daughter, and a mischievous six-year-old son, (laughs) and one turtle. When her daughter was constantly ill throughout her first year, she fought to find answers to get results about her baby girl's medical condition, and medical professionals were brushing her off with her concerns. A good friend gave her essential oils to try, and she has never looked back, and she went on to become a Canadian founder for one of the largest essential oil companies in the world helping other families. Holly now combines her passion for helping mamas during pregnancy to postpartum with her love of natural health options and oils so no other parent has to go through what she did. So welcome Holly, I'm so incredibly grateful to have you on the Nutritious and Delicious podcast. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. I love the fact that we talked about this before. And um, today we're going to be talking about chronic illness in children. Now, a lot of our listeners, they are mommies and they're looking for answers for their children, not just for themselves. So um, I know myself, um, I have a few you know, questions I wanted to ask you as well today. And your story um, was quite incredible. And I think it would really resonate with a lot of moms here because I do talk to a lot of moms that say they have been on the same road as you and they've had no answers through the medical community. Um, And it's really frustrating. And I think you would be able to give them a lot of insight today. So I would love for you to be able to share your story with us. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. It's funny. I usually share this story in the third person because I get very emotional still telling it. (laughs) Sometimes there's tears, but it's a very real trauma as mamas and anybody dealing with any kind of chronic or otherwise um, illnesses with your children and your babies. It's a trauma to you, right? It's something that you, it it hits you in the cellular system. Mm -hmm. (laughs) your body holds on to that trauma and that frustration and all that anxiety. So mm-hmm. I still feel it. She's nine now, but it's, uh, it's still, you know, it's, it's still there in me. Um, so her, her story really started when she was about two months old. My firstborn was four in a bed at the time. I just started uh, kindergarten and, you know, would bring home all the regular school germs and all that fun stuff that kids get. And, you know, we weren't super hyper-focused on making sure we were germ free for a newborn in that sense. I was yeah. a strong believer that we have immune systems for a reason and that it's okay. Babies get little colds and babies, you know, get through them easily, which is beautiful. The difference for her, I noticed right away is from that two months to three months stage as she was kind of clearing that newborn stage of just being stuffy all the time and congested from mucus and whatnot from being born, um, it got really bad. So it got to the point where she was constantly full of mucus in her sinuses. Um, It would come right out her eyes. So her eyes would be be stuck closed lots of times, like mornings, I'd have to soak them with warm water and just to get all the goop out of her eyes. I thought she would have eye infections all the time. Mm So we, we went down this path for many months of, it's a sinus infection, it's, it's an eye infection. She had antibiotics for all kinds of 
reasons that I didn't even understand. But when you're just trying to get through your day, you know, and help them feel well, and you've got another little one who's yeah. relying on you and you're tired and all the things that go with being a mom. Um, in hindsight, all the things I could beat myself up over, but I choose not to. It's you do what you, you're told to do, or you do what yeah. you, you think is best in the moment, right? And that's all we can do. And I want every mama hearing this to know there's no guilt or shame or any of that put on you. We live under a lot of should have's. Um, yeah. Don't should on yourself. <laughs> I love that. Um, because it's true we we wear a lot of that of what well if i had only known of course if we had known you know we would have done what we could have so i my mission now is to help mamas understand what it is they can do what is in their power to do so i i really started advocating for her by instead of just going straight to the walk-in clinic or whatever when she'd get very congested i go straight to the er because i felt Mm -hmm. like you need to take this a little more seriously. It started to get to the point where when she was around six months old, she would wake up having what I could only call breathing attacks in the night. Mm, and yeah. I would sleep with her most nights to nurse her through the night to keep her airways open. Uh, and she would wake up doing strider breathing. I don't know if you've ever experienced that moment, yeah. but it's a horrible feeling to see their little chests concaving and their bellies pushing up and they're gasping for air. That's usually a 911 call kind of deal. Yeah. They've gotten so good at dealing with this with her that it was just a, well, let's ride it out till morning and get her into the hospital. So, in all of this, I was running a baby store. I was still a doula. I was teaching childbirth education classes, uh, you know, on a monthly basis, full groups, new mummy classes. I was running a full ship as well as a, an actual street front, you know, storefront baby boutique. Mm-hmm. And, I was sole proprietor. I didn't have a big staff. You know, she came to work with me fevered and sick most days. She'd lay on my lap and I just did what I had to to keep her well. And it, it really started to take a toll. It took a toll on our marriage. It took a toll on my physical health. Obviously, it was taking a toll on my business. Yeah. And after, I believe she was run, this went on for months. She was over a year by the time we were admitted to sick kids. And I, from the time she was about six months to a year, uh, every time we'd end up in hospital with a different doctor or the same, they saw us so many times, even our family doctor, I would say, she seems to be worse after she has yogurt because she was, you know, eight months, nine months, and I would give her yogurts every now and then. We mm-hmm. weren't a big dairy family. It wasn't like it was a big deal for us, but we had we ate the normal dairy stuff, you know, cheese, yeah. and yogurt. We didn't drink milk, but it was in our cereal and our coffee, whatever. Um, so I was still breastfeeding her exclusively up to that point. She still nursed really well. And I did start to notice that was a key. It was, there had to be a catch because every time she'd have it within half an hour, she'd be struggling to breathe. Yeah. Um, but every time I'd bring it up, I was told there's no such thing. There's no connection to mucus and dairy. No, there's no such thing. There's no, meanwhile, I'm, this is long before Dr. Google was a thing, you know? Yeah. I'm researching this as fast and as far and furious as I can. And I'm finding all kinds of information Um, And now there's even loads more than there was eight years ago, nine years ago. But I'm finding loads of information about the connection to the protein molecules and dairy protein in particular, and human bodies not being able to break those down and then creating inflammation and mucus. And obviously some people it's more extreme than others. But as a whole, and I'm not gonna be popular for saying this, but as a whole, we're, our bodies aren't created to break down dairy protein. Just yeah. not, it's too big. It, we don't have four stomach chambers like a cow. <laughs> I don't anyway. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. what else does? I don't. And baby cows were meant to break that down because it's their yeah. milk, right? Yeah. So yes, if you have to feed your baby something else, you have to feed your baby something else, that's a yeah. given. 
but there are now so many options, right? Anyway, there weren't as many options then, and I felt very helpless and very unheard. And that was yeah. just the journey that went on for months and months of being made to feel like I was ridiculous for even suggesting such a thing. I started to take it out of my own diet. So I thought, at the very least, you know, a friend told me, oh, you know, when I ate it, my baby reacted. Oh, okay, well, I'll just take it. I don't care. I'll remove it. So I did. Didn't really see a difference. Um, but it wasn't until that, that Easter weekend, we were in Sick Kids, and she was about 14 months. Um, and we had a young intern, or internist, I guess, who uh, came in, and he took one look at her, laying lifeless, like she would just be like a lethargic little blob, the poor kid. Yeah. fevered and couldn't breathe, wheezing, and they would just pump her full of liquid steroids. And that reason they sent us the sick kids was they said, he's had so much liquid steroids at this point, we've we've probably crossed the threshold. Like, they're going to yeah. need to attend her, intent her and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, and they just kept saying she had chronic bronchitis and pneumonia and, you know, all these lung weakness issues, but no known condition, you know, no known low immunity, but we don't know why. Yeah. All of these things. So anyway, he took one look at her and he said to me, do you eat dairy? And I said, no, not anymore. He goes, but you did. I said, yeah. He goes, does she have dairy? I said, a little bit. Yes. I go, it's the only way I can get her to take her antibiotics is if I put them in yogurt. He said, she has a dairy allergy. <laughs> right off the bat. And I Frustrating. went, what? <laughs> can you say that again? And then can you write it down for me? Because yep. I, this is a monumentous occasion here. And, you know, among other things that had been going on. So she did have, you know, her lungs, even to this day, are are more susceptible. She does have a weakness there. Um, there were things that happened that led to some of that through my pregnancy that we didn't even, weren't even paying attention to. So it was simple, you know, it was a simple thing maybe for him, but it was, you know, mind-blowing for me. And we yeah. left her with a list and he gave me a paper and he said, here's all the things you can't eat and she definitely cannot eat. And it had things on there like, deli meat and I'm like what deli meat breads like certain uh, like the list was extensive and I was yep. so overwhelmed grateful right I'm like oh, I yeah. thought this was just like no you're not gonna have cheese on your pizza like I can figure that out you know I right. can put something else in my tea I don't need to have so no it was quite a learning curve but the other great piece of advice he gave me is he said you will not see this start to turn a corner for many months, if not longer. He said, so please don't just start eliminating things and think that will do it. He goes, you have to be patient and give it some time. Yeah. He goes, if you see nothing improve with this within the next six months, that's how long he said. He goes, if you keep coming back and this is gonna continue, then we're looking at other issues. He said, but I can almost promise you this is at least 60 to 75% of your battle is what's yeah. going on. And then we talked about building her immune system and things like that. So. Yeah, fast forward a good four months, and we saw by that point a massive change in that amount of time. Enter my amazing friend who I will forever be grateful to because she was brave enough to walk into my store partway through this journey and this process um, of going dairy-free with a little bottle of a blend of oils, knowing full well that I am extremely scent sensitive. I, I actually lose my vision with certain essential oils. Oh, wow. Very, very, yeah, it's great. Well, I'll tell you why later, but. It's really crazy and I was terrified of using anything that was strongly scented, especially essential oils. Right. Um, I had some on my desk that other customers had dropped off and said, oh, I think this might help her. I had a peppermint bottle on my desk from another company. I can't remember another one, another brand. And I, I used a lemon in my house for cleaning that I got at the health food store, things like that. 
but I had kind of touch and see, like, what can I touch? What can I not? Mm -hmm. And most of the time I'd have a very adverse reaction to it. So she knew this and she still showed up with this bottle and she goes, you're, you're going to listen to me, hear me out because you trust me. I would not give you anything that's going to hurt you or her. So I want you to just try it and, and see what happens. I'm like, I'm game. Like any other moms know this feeling when you've been told that, well, we don't know what else we're going to do Yeah. at this point. We've tried everything we know to try. What else are we going to do? Right. Um, and I had also seen her do some pretty miraculous, I'll use that word, pretty miraculous things with her, both of her sons. I was her doula actually for one of them. Um, one who was classed as an incurable um, kidney disease oh, wow. and one on the spectrum. And I watched her take about two years and intensively heal her boys herself with the help of experts and with the help of doctors in the US and, and just pushing through and advocating for her kids best, but you know, interest yeah. best and searching answers out that seemed ridiculous, <laughs> right? It just, yeah. there's those things that you're like, whatever, like that. And that's what I felt like when she handed me this, I was like, fine, I'll make you happy, you know? And I remember saying to her, are you selling this stuff? And she's like, yeah, I think I will. She goes, because I've seen such incredible results. And she was going through to become a holistic nutritionist at the time and all these great things going on. And I knew she needed the income and, and all that. So I'm like, hey, listen, I will be your best customer if this works. Um, so I took her home that night and she had the mask with the machine, the nebulizing machine, the whole thing, just to help her get ready for bed. That was sort of our routine. And you know, bless her heart, she was the cutest little thing. She would put her little mask on and we had, we'd sing a little song to count to five. So she'd keep breathing in her breaths for that amount of time. She learned really quick how to just calm her breathing, um, especially when she'd have those episodes where she couldn't breathe. And all I did was take the oil, and it was a blend of oils called Breathe or Easy Air in Canada, I guess it's mm -hmm. called. And I rubbed it inside the mask because I was so afraid to even touch it, like myself, because I'd have such skin reactions or scent reactions. It smelled amazing. It didn't trigger any scent issues for me. Put the mask on her face so it wasn't touching her skin, like all these things. Because you know, I didn't. I've never done this before. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And let her do her breast, but I didn't put any of the formula, the solution in her machine. I just let it go with the mist, and steam. Um, honestly, after about three breaths in, she started just hacking up phlegm, and I had to wow. pull her mask off and just let her throw it all off. It didn't scare her, it scared me. I thought maybe it would freak her out. But she was kind of just like, look, like coughing yeah. it up. I've never seen her do that. Like I, she had never been able to clear her own lungs. It just, she couldn't get it out. It was so thick and mucusy. She just spit it all out. It was disgusting. <laughs> and all I remember thinking is, oh great, I've just killed my baby. <laughs> what have I done, right? Because yeah. it's, a, it's a nervous feeling when you're yeah. not sure what's happening and you just, anytime you try something new, I have mamas call me in a panic all the time. Like. I just rubbed that on their feet and suddenly, you know, they're sneezing. They might've just needed to sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're going to be okay. <laughs> but you don't know, right? So it was, it was a panic moment for me, but I quickly caught on that she was actually like, well, you know, get it all out. And then she just kind of went on her way. Like it didn't even phase her. I just cleaned her up and we, we kind of got ready for bed. And I called my friend right before I put her to bed and I said, this is what happened. Is this normal? And she goes, Honestly, I've never used it on a baby. I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> and I'm thinking it's, oh, wonderful. Yeah. I've tested you. But yeah. she really is that kind of person that we were close enough that I knew I could be like, all right. And she goes, honestly, I would put a, put a drop on your fingers and just rub it on the soles of her feet. She's like, think about what our mamas did. They'd rub Vicks all over our feet and yeah. stick socks on. She goes, that had turpentine in it. That's what <laughs> it has in it. It still does to this day. Yeah. It's got turpentine oil in it. She goes, come on. I like. 
that it's the menthol and the camphor in it that really helped. So she goes, just put a drop on her feet, rub it in, stick her little jammies on, and away you go. So that's what I did. And she was breathing easily for the first time in months and months. And this was at, during a moment when she was struggling. So anyway, went to bed that night. I slept with her every night. Same thing, same deal, just to keep an eye on her. And woke up, and I remember waking up in the morning. It was the first full night of sleep I had had since she was probably about three months old. Wow. And I woke up in that horrible panic of, oh no. Oh my we God. Didn't, we didn't wake, right? You know that feeling? Yeah, yeah. We woke up last night. And all I'm thinking is she's right next to me. I have to turn and look at her. And it sounds so morbid, but it had been a real fear of mine for months yeah. that I would wake up one morning and she wouldn't be breathing. And so my heart is that whole like instant, like you're hot, you're cold, you're like, yeah. just turn and look at her. I just kept telling myself, just turn and look at her. And I turned and looked at her and she had, she had the biggest, cutest cheeks, big rosy red cheeks. She was snoring next to me. I mean, her nose was oh. still congested. And, she was, and I'm like, oh Lord, <laughs> Whew. I did not hurt my baby, everything's fine. And it just went from there. It was just that moment of relief and the feeling like I've been heard and something worked and what is this? Yeah. <laughs> what an oil work when nothing else did. Um, and I'm not at any stage of this, I've never said that this is the answer for everyone. It just, it was the answer for us. And it's been the answer for so many mamas I've worked with since because from that moment on, we took every day literally to figure out what it was that was helping her, what other oils we could use safely with her. And it's really how Oil Babies was born because there just isn't good, safe information on mm -hmm. what oils are safe to use, why is testing important, and all these other things that we can talk about. But it, it really, that's what spurred me on because I realized as a mom, I needed that information. I needed to, I needed to be able to share that with my clients and customers, and I needed to be secure in what I was sharing. I needed to know it worked and it was safe. So. That was a long story, but <laughs> no, that's great. I, it's it was giving me chills because I, you know, as a mom myself, that is a huge fear for a lot of moms. Is you know something bad happening to our kids, um, and we will do absolutely anything for it. You know, give a mom a project basically of you know trying to research for your kids, and you become the best nurse or doctor for them because okay. you're trying to advocate, right? Like you're trying to advocate for them. Um, there's there's two parts obviously to this story so we have um, a dairy allergy going on and i think a lot of mums can sort of see that with their children but not really sure what you know what signs to look for or like foods and things like that to actually take out now i know you you mentioned like deli meat and breads um the reason i know quite a bit about that myself is that i have a dairy allergy and i'm pretty sure that my eldest son is following suit um, you're very much right about the whole um, human beings not being able to break down the cow um, protein um, in the milk because typically we actually lose those enzymes by the time we're five years old. And that's typically when you do start to see um, any kind of symptoms come out for children that can't tolerate dairy. And that was exactly when my son started having the same issues. Um, I think everybody has like a different uh, a different sort of like what happens to them with their symptoms. Um, it typically runs in families as well. Um, but most people typically can't break it down. Like you said, you know, where people don't understand is that we're, we're taking milk from a different species and we don't have four stomachs like a cow to be able to break all that down and our body doesn't know what to do with it. So it, it turns into an allergen in our body. And then what happens is the immune system starts to think it's an attack. 
So when your immunity starts to feel attacked, that's when you can't breathe, like your body goes into this like hyper state of um, like your, your glands are swollen, your sinuses are blocked, you may be having, you know, the runs in the bathroom or breaking out like with acne, things like that, because the body is trying to get rid of this because it doesn't understand what it is. So that's kind of part of the dairy allergy. Um, and then obviously because of that, now she's having all these symptoms of not being able to breathe. Her sinuses are blocked, so her airway is clogged. And just listening to you talking about, you know, when, um, you know, she had to have the antibiotic and then she's like the antibiotics going to clear all good bacteria. So we have good bacteria and bad bacteria. And when we're taking antibiotics, it's clearing our good bacteria that's actually supposed to help us as well. So it's almost like our immunity system keeps getting wiped all the time. Okay. And a lot of people, what happens is because they're continually taking antibiotics is that they actually, their immune system starts to get lowered down because they can't fight the infection. So it's like a repetitive cycle. And that's why a lot of people um, get like you know, yeast infections, systemic, it could be um, ear infections after, um, and all the these other things. She battled with that. She constantly had yeast rashes. I mean, we yeah. and I had to stop because it didn't matter what I did, I couldn't stop the yeast rashes on her bottom. And that's the thing, it becomes sort of a cycle of taking the antibiotics and trying to, you know, help your immune system um, and wiping out, you know, what's happening in, in the body. but. I can see where the essential oils would be extremely helpful in helping her breathe and clear her system. And it's great to hear that basically as soon as you use that oil blend, um, basically she was hacking out all of this congestion um, and stagnation in her body, right? So there's so many things um, that can happen and I understand how frustrating it can be. And I've you know heard that too in the you know community or generation. People don't believe that dairy allergies exist and it's frustrating and, and it's hard in a time of everything has dairy in it. Like when you were talking about deli meat and bread, like how many packages or products I've picked up and I'm like, oh, that shouldn't have dairy in it. And yeah. it's in like chips, it's in bread, it's in deli yeah. meat, it's in- well, It's learning the words, right? It's learning, like casein. I didn't even know casein was a dairy product. It's learning yeah. what those byproducts of dairy are that aren't gonna say milk on the package. And another one too, I find um, we in our family react to pretty big is, um, it's called modified milk ingredients. So basically yeah. that's not real milk. It's made, it's basically um, made in a lab. So yeah. if, it's kind of disgusting actually. It's like yeah. broken down, scientifically done and put back into your food and people are like really like people are kind of shocked like well how is that in our food i'm like well manufacturers will make whatever they can to make their products cheap and um so you're addicted to them and that's the other thing with allergies in particular you crave them more yeah. when you're allergic to them so it's hard to come off them too so a lot of people who are um, dairy intolerant I usually ask them, you know, what are the kind of foods you crave? Oh, I love chocolate, like milk chocolate. I, I love cheese on pizza and this and this. And it's everything like that you're allergic to because it's like a repetitive cycle. And then you're having all these symptoms and then you don't feel well. And obviously- I always this, say it's, like, it's like a bad relationship. That's what I always say. It's like yeah, a really bad, bad it's boyfriend. <laughs> it's a toxic <laughs> relationship. It well, is. It's, you're you're, <laughs> you're reharming you're re your body and you're and the biggest problem that i see with this is that you're dragging your immunity down 
And when you chronically do that, you're going to get sicker. You're going to get more yeast infections. You're going to catch more colds and flu symptoms and everything going on in the world right now. It's a scary thing to have because if you're lowering your immunity, you're more susceptible to the bigger things that are out there. Right. So um, that's why I think what you're saying is like key for people to look out for. So um, maybe if you could give us sort of like some tips on like what you avoided, like how you kind of went about that process and maybe what's in the oils that helps so much for the for the specific allergy that your your daughter was facing. Yeah, so for eliminating, I we definitely did cold turkey for pretty much everything as I was with the working with the list I had basically. Yeah. It sent me on this journey of, I, I jokingly call it the milk witch hunt because from that point on, I'm like, okay, no, I need to understand. I'm that kind of person, I'm a very logical thinker, so yeah. I have to understand why. Like explain what's going on in my body. I love I love all the things with you know, our bodies and biochemistry and our, you know, everything to do with our physiology, so I eat it up. But the side about immunity was really important because I realized as much as we, you know, doctors were stumped by her low immunity, it all goes hand in hand, just like you're saying. And yeah. meanwhile, our immune system, over 85% of our immune system is created from our gut health. Yes. So, like every client I work with in, in oils and whatnot and supplements and wellness now, my first question, I don't care if they come to me with a headache, my first question is, what's your gut health look like? Mm -hmm. What's going on in your, your regular eating? How are you pooping? How are, yeah. Like all these things. And it all came back. She was a kid who struggled with bowel movements and it was, um, you know, just, and it wasn't that she didn't go, it was that she would go and it was always, you're runny or loose or things yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Kind of goes hand, hand in hand with the dairy, um, mucusy poops and things like that. So looking up for one of the first keys that looking back, she also had a severe eczema. So looking too. back, one of her first triggers around three months was a spotty rash around her mouth and her chin. It was okay. just little tiny red dots. And kids, like you said, around four and five will start to show that. They'll get, looks like a little bit of sunburn around here. Um, it can just be kind of itchy or irritated. Not, obviously it doesn't want to be in Patago or something like mm -hmm. that. You want to pull those things out. But if it's kind of a persistent thing that sort of just lingers under the skin or you see it come up and go away, the spotty part is important. And with babies, that shows up as a yeast rash on their bottoms. Mm -hmm. And I use the term yeast rash, but it is often, first of all, gut-based, but it can often be dairy-based. Um, we see it a lot more in formula babies when they're under six months. Uh, who are consistently having a lot of dairy they can't digest. So, you know, the enzymes are there. That's, you know, don't get me wrong. Like you said, our bodies do, they're brilliant. Our body's incredible. It has enzymes to help with that, but it's just not what it's the most comfortable doing. So we're just giving it extra work to do, which then makes our immune system take a little bit of a back seat sometimes, and it becomes that cycle. So if there's an option, otherwise it's a good, good option to look at. Um, so the rash was the first one, and then any skin output, anything at all, any kind of rash at all, is your gut's first line of conversation with you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and that's for adults too. It could be psoriasis, it could be eczema, it could be acne, it could just be bumps and itchiness. It, you know, there's so many ways our gut talks to us and we just slap a cream on it. Yep. <laughs> keep on going, right? Uh -huh. When the reality is it was trying to tell you something and mm -hmm. we're, we're living a life as adults where we're not putting two and two together because we're busy. So, you know, what did I have for lunch that now is talking to me through my gut maybe 24 hours later or maybe the next morning? You have to take the time to go back. And you also, when you're putting it in your mouth, 
when it hits your stomach, I say after the hour after you've eaten, pay attention to how you feel physically, pay attention to how you feel mentally, emotionally. Like it's it's a simple thing. We do food journal food journaling when we're doing elimination diets. Mm-hmm. Adjust as you want to if you want to reintroduce things. When I started to put dairy back in my diet after I weaned her, um, she breastfed until she was almost two. When I was pregnant with my my third, I just my milk literally dried up, so I, I had to stop nursing her at about two two in a bit and um i remember i was like oh i can have pizza (laughs) bad idea so i had never taken dairy out of my life ever and i have always had severe allergies myself like just general allergies like Mm -hmm. what they seasonal allergies but i had them all the time i had needles as a kid every week it was horrendous never did a thing never helped um, it really did not. Like, I, we never saw a change in my allergy levels by doing any of the things we were told to do. Granted, that was, you know, the 80s. So, moving on. <laughs> we know better now. Um, but it was it was one of those things that I thought, whatever, I'll, I'll just live with this for the rest of my life. So, I ate that pizza. I suffered dramatically um, from just that pain and cramping and my skin broke out and all the things we're talking yeah. about. When, you know, one or two pieces of pizza. And I went, whoa. there's something definitely to this because I've become pretty clear on what it was doing to our bodies I just thought I've never had an issue before Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so we did that and so it just became out of the house completely and I figured she's getting older I mean she's gonna have stuff in here I don't want to be worrying about this it was scary for me so it's like a peanut allergy right it's just I don't care if I'm gonna hide the peanut butter no I'm just gonna put it away we're not gonna have it it's gonna be out of our home and that's how we walked it and it it became a journey for me to just read labels like you're talking about learning what those hidden things were I started making just a lot more stuff fresh which in the end benefited us anyway um, and the interesting story in that one was around that same time when we so we started to use oils much more you know explicitly over the next year after that all occurred and I learned a lot more about it I kind of dove in I was sharing them with other moms from my mm-hmm. store and clients and customers and people were just having amazing results with different things for different reasons that I was learning about and one of them was the very simple blend of lemon lavender and peppermint that combination just for seasonal allergies so we happen to have them in a capsule form which I was like perfect it tastes a lot better than to have to swallow those three oils yeah. Um, and so it was capsulated. I could take it for the first time in my life. I went through an entire spring with no allergies. That's amazing. It blew me away. Now I believe hundred percent. It was a combination of taking the dairy away for a good six to eight months for myself mm-hmm. and introducing some very powerful probiotics and the vitamins I was on all these things that I had changed. Um, and then introducing the oils and I did those, I did those three. So I did those capsules. I took three a day, like every couple of hours, usually morning, noon and evening mm-hmm. for about a week straight. And this was at the height of when my allergies were really bad. I saw the result. It worked. It worked for me. Fabulous. It's worked for you know thousands of people that I've done this with. And then the second week I kind of got lazy about it and was only taking it one a day because it was still helping. And I've never really needed them since. Now that's not the common results of that. Most yeah. people have to take it when they need it. Uh, for some reason, it's like my body, I think of it like homeopathy. My body just almost, it's like something needed to kick that, you know, that um, histamine response on. Like right. Put the switch in my body and went, hey, you have a natural histamine response in your body. It works. It's just it, been dormant for so long. It's amazing. Like from what you're telling me. So it sounds like you had a very holistic approach, which I love about what you're doing. 
So obviously like you taking the probiotics, you're putting the healthy bacteria, like all that back in. So it actually helps your gut. You're taking the dairy out. You're putting really good essential oils in. And I love that because it's starting to clear your system and almost the lavender, everything as well is going to calm like, like your histamines and things like that too. It's, it's interesting. Um, people usually ask me, um, obviously working in nutrition, like, well, why is there so many allergies today? And, and, you know, we never had those issues like peanut allergies in like the eighties and we could go to school with like a peanut butter sandwich and stuff. A lot of people don't realize the industry has changed. Our food has changed massively. So when I was a kid, um, I used to live in the UK. I still remember the milkman coming to the door with like a glass of milk, like fresh milk from a farm. <laughs> like that is not how we get our milk today. Um, and I never had issues, I would say as a child, only until I got to a teenager. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean to say if you don't have these problems, like, you know, as a child and you develop them later, it could just be that over time, your body's starting to become more sensitive to them. And like you said, another big problem is that a lot of adults, we don't even like look at like, oh yeah, I'm having headaches every day and I have all this anxiety all the time. And like, they have all these symptoms going on. I have all this, like I constantly get eczema, um, I get acne, like I get these pinpoints on my stomach and I'm like, this is all telling you something. There's something in your diet that you're eating, you're drinking, or in your environment, your body is not agreeing with, and you're continually letting it come in. Um, I'll give you an example, even just a sensi uh, sens sensitivity I have is, uh, I'm allergic to Splenda, like massively allergic to it, and I had no idea. Um, somebody made a pie one time, and it was like someone punched me in the gut as soon as I ate it, and I'm like, what is in, like, I didn't know what it was, what it was, because like you said, it can take half an hour, it can take a few days, but it was literally after I'd finished the meal. Um, I felt like I had a brick in my stomach and I was having like tingling all over and it was burning. Like I felt like my skin was on fire and I wanted to rip it off. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was crazy because I was like, I ate salad and I ate like chicken and something else. I'm like, I know I can eat these things. And right. I had some pie at the end, but I had no idea that she'd used Splenda, which is sucralose as the sugar substance. And then the following year, we went back, we had the same meal and I was watching her make the food and I was like, what is she putting in? And I realized there was Splenda on the counter. I'm like, do you use Splenda in your cooking? And she's like, oh yeah, it's like a calorie free like substance. I'm like, don't give me that. I'm like highly allergic to it. And I come out in like a massive hives and stuff, but it's, it's interesting because I thought, you know, I completely eliminated it out. I thought it was in like a lot of the stuff I had at home. It was in my toothpaste recently and I had no idea. Here's me brushing my teeth like over and over again and I'm getting all these like red dots all over my stomach like I'm having a, a severe allergic reaction. And I'm like, I don't understand like what is going on here? And it was just took one time. I went to the store, I'm like, I'm really curious. What is in my products that I'm using at home? And I pick up this toothpaste and it said sucralose on it. And that's Splenda. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I've been using this for months and I'm not swallowing it, but it's in my saliva. Like it can be even body wash. Your gums, right? Exactly. And even yeah. there's some um, beauty products out there that have also like milk, like, like your yeah. body wash and you're bathing yourself in it. So I challenge people to really read the ingredient labels on everything that they use because it, you would be surprised how 
you know, in this industry, there is wheat in pretty much everything. There's milk in absolutely everything. And now we're going into more like the sugars um, substitutes and like the aspartames and the splendors. Well, that's the thing you have to watch is it's the quote unquote organic naturals. You almost have to read those even closer, yeah. right? Like I know if I pick up a cake mix from Betty Crocker on the one aisle, it's gonna have sugar in it. I'd way mm -hmm. rather have plain old sugar in it because I know what that is right. than to have refined, you know, modified whatever, whatever. Yeah. That was made in the lab, right? Like as a silly example, but when you're in the natural section, it's one of the reasons, again, after years of running Oil Babies just more on an educational side of things, I'm like, we need a product line. And I launched my own product line for moms and babies because what goes on our skin goes into our bodies. What goes in our mouth goes into our bodies. Like it's just, right, exactly. you use your shampoo, goes into your body. It's that, it, it might sound extreme, but if you're on a journey to heal your body, it's not a, you know, one and done. It's not pop yeah. a pill and it's over. It's, we're gonna look at you holistically as a whole person and go, what are some simple changes we can make? I, I mean, one of the things I love about working with oils is I can make pretty much everything with a bottle of oil. <laughs> it's pretty I mean, we make lots of jokes about it, like, give me a bottle of lavender and I'll give you a hundred products. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. But you can make so much out of it. It's easy when you know how. And that's exactly. the challenge is when you first step into this or someone maybe gives you a sample of an oil or you're given something to try and you're not given a thorough, you know, maybe explanation of what that's for. Maybe it was used for one thing. The reality is it's probably got 20 or 30 other uses. And it's really, it's eye-opening to realize what you can do with a bottle of peppermint. It's realizing what, you know, eye-opening what you can do with a bottle of lavender. So you have lavender, lemon, yeah, when you have lemon and peppermint, you're equipped for any kind of allergy. Right this there. is Yeah, right this simple. is the peppermint. I'm just showing here on camera. I have a peppermint doTERRA oil here. And I've got that diffusing right now because I'm pretty congested myself. So that it's helpful because it, again, it releases the mucus and the sinus and things like that for, for you. So Well, and peppermint it. is amazing because they've done some great studies and research with that with athletes. So they show that when you even just put a drop in your hand and inhale it a couple of times before a run or a workout, it actually increases the amount of oxygen your lungs are able to take in. There you and go. Study this like it's wild the amount of research and one of the reasons I landed and this is not a sales pitch but one of the reasons I landed and stuck with doTERRA is because they can prove it yeah they put millions and millions of dollars if not billions into research and they lead the industry in research they now have had their lavender oil by the FDA and this is unheard of because the FDA will not touch essential oils they, right. don't, they don't regulate them they have now said to doTERRA about their lavender we can now list this as a pharmaceutical because they have proven predictability in their quality, their testing and their safety. So That's there's all great. these categories a company has to meet and no oil company would be crazy enough to do this because most oil companies are not testing every single batch. Right. They test one lot if they test at all. They test in-house, they don't blind third party test it. Um, they're growing them in greenhouses in the US, right? At their own farms. Mm -hmm. They're not growing them indigenously all over Europe and all over the world where they're meant to be grown for the highest chemical constituent components. They're not tested for safety for internal use, right? So please don't ever, don't listen to this episode and then go out to your drugstore or your health food store, buy a peppermint and ingest it. That is mm -hmm. not okay. They are not safe to do that with. Um, these are tested for internal use and they have mm -hmm. supplements to follow that, but no other 
no other oil would I say I feel safe saying that, especially to a mom who's breastfeeding or pregnant or yeah, babies and whatnot, right? So, yeah, definitely, yeah. obviously, like well, always, <laughs> always make yeah. sure that like you do your research before you yeah. use anything because obviously essential oils too can obviously interact with some medications and supplements yeah. and things like that. So yeah. that's why, obviously, like you know, that's well, where that's where the community comes in. It really is because the pesticides, any molds or mildews that get into the plants the way they're clarified, whether they used alcohols, whether they're diluted, what they're diluted with. Most mm -hmm. of the stuff you find on the shelf is only about 10 to 15, if you're lucky, 20% actually essential oil in there. Mm -hmm. So you're basically paying for a carrier oil. Yeah. So again, you don't dilute, you don't ingest that. You just and you can tell the difference too. Like I've seen mm -hmm. kind of the difference in, in the, the regular store-bought bought ones that people have kind of given me. And the one, like they're really strong, the doTERRA ones. Like you only need like such yeah. a small amount. Well, which... it's mostly one drop. This is a really great way to tell. If you're picking up a bottle, look at it. If it says dilute five to eight drops, dilute 15 to 20 drops. Dilute, I picked one up in, a, in an actual retail store that's an oil shop. And it said dilute 45 drops. There was only 80 drops in the bottle, they said. It's like half a bottle. Two doses for it was 50 some dollars for this bottle. Of wow. Oil. Two uses. I'm like, okay, I had I can buy a bottle for $25 and get 200 doses out of yeah. ours. One drop per dose. And you're diluting it down for sensitive skin. Like it's just, it's pennies per drop. When you think of it that way, yeah. it makes no sense, you know? Yeah. And then you're getting the safety of having it clarified. Like it's, it's definitely. Well, I could talk about this for hours because I, I love you. it, but I really appreciate, thank you so much for coming on. So it was a pleasure having you here and I'm excited to go through some of my oils here and use them because yeah. like I said, you know, you can use them for so many things. Um, so how can our viewers actually connect with you and learn more about these essential oils and more about your journey and how to help other people? Yeah, for sure. Actually, we have some exciting news. So this Friday, our new website's launching finally. Ooh, exciting. Um, yeah, and there is a really great program. It's brand new and it's free. We've redone it all. You just hop into it. It's an opt-in and it's, um, what did we put it as? It's just called Back to Basics. Okay. So it's, it just comes to your inbox, real simple little short videos, and it's me teaching them and it just walks you through how to use them. What do I do with these? How's the safe way to use them? What can I use this one for? So it just takes you through the basics of not just oils, but supplements, your skincare products, things for just natural taking care of your body. So it's a really simple one. So you can opt into that if you want. And we don't bug people once they do that. We're not like hounding you or anything. You get a little prize when you're done. We mail you a little gift for finishing the little back to basics program. And so that's one really easy way through oilbabies.com. So if you watch on Friday, that's the big launch day okay. when our new website goes live. So you can check that out. Nice. And I'll also put the link here for your Instagram and you have TikTok as well, right? Excellent. Once again, it was a pleasure having you. So I'm super excited that you came on to the Nutritious and Delicious show.